Today, I want to talk to you about dream bigger. Dream bigger. All of us have different kinds of dreams. As we live life, we, 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 we dream in different ways. We, we have uh, some dreams and thoughts sometimes just sitting around maybe the workplace or at, at the school. We, we just kind of dream about life. And, uh, you know, some of us, we have what I call daydreams. You know, you just kind of sit around and maybe you dream, one day I'm going to be a movie star. I'm going to be in Hollywood. You know, one, one day I'm just going to be rich and famous and a movie star. And, and a, a daydream, it could happen, but it probably won't. You're probably not going to be a movie star, you know. But you sit around, you kind of just have these dreams. And, and there are some people, they, they sit around and they have what I call pipe dreams. Now, a pipe dream is a dream that it will never happen. And yet we'll sit around and have pipe dreams. How, how many of you have maybe ever had a dream, you know, one day... I'm going to play for the Oklahoma City Thunder and I'm going to drain a three-point shot at the end of the game and win and you see yourself jumping. Listen, you're not going to play for the Oklahoma City Thunder. you got a five-inch vertical. Trust me. Trust me. You're 45 years old. They're not going to draft you. I promise you. It's a, it's a pipe dream. Last night, if you Miss America was on and, and thank God I missed Miss America because I watched Tim Tebow get smashed last night. Lord, help him today. <laughs> But anyways, but, you know, some of you watch Miss America and you got a dream one day. You're going to be Miss America. No, you're not. No, you're 52. The age limit is 25. I'm just telling you, it's a pipe dream. You know, I know you look good at all, but it's a pipe dream. And, and we have these pipe dreams. And, and then we've got what I call scary dreams. Now, my wife always has scary dreams, and she remembers them. She, tells, she told me about one two days ago. I mean, she, she's always having dreams. And, and matter of fact, this past Friday was Friday the 13th. How many of you grew up watching some Friday the 13th movies? Any of you? Yeah, yeah, you know, Jason. Come on, be honest, be honest. How many of you on Friday the 13th, Jason crosses your mind sometime throughout the day? Come on, be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start thinking, you start thinking about Jason. It's Friday the 13th. I wonder if Jason's out today. You know what I'm saying? And always in those movies, there would always be this, this young white chick, you know, about 18, 19, 20, 21. And, and, and Jason would be chasing her in the wilderness and, and he would have his machete and she'd be running and all of a sudden she'd fall down. And Jason would come and kill. I'm thinking, brother wouldn't fall down. I'm just telling you, that's not realistic. Brother's not going to fall down. Jason chasing me with a machete. Scary dreams, scary dreams, scary dreams. But the problem is this. The problem is this, is that there are many people that spend their entire life chasing daydreams. Chasing pipe dreams, running from scary dreams, running from, from the past, running from, from issues. They're running from the scary dreams. They spend their entire life. And listen, when you spend your entire life running from scary dreams, chasing pipe dreams, chasing daydreams, you end up tired. Tired of where you are in life. Frustrated about where you are in life. 
Some of you are there today. You're tired of your life. You're tired of where you are. You're tired of the ghetto drama. You're tired of living in a rut. You're tired of the mess. You're tired of the results that your life is producing. You're just tired. Matter of fact, it's the beginning of a new year. It's the first year of uh, first month of, uh, of the first year is 2012. And you're beginning this year just tired because you think 2012 is going to be just like 2011, just like 2010. And you're tired and what do you do when you find yourself at the beginning of the new year and you're just tired and for many people the tragic thing is this they don't know how to change their circumstances they don't know how to change their life they just feel like I'm going to be stuck in this rut the rest of my life and here's what I want to do the next few moments is I want to talk to you about the right dream. Because if you can get the right dream, it'll change your life. If you can give the right dream, it'll give you fresh hope. If you can get the right dream, it'll give you fresh direction for, for your life. And I want to talk to you about getting the right dream today. N number one is this. Number one is this. You can follow along with me in your bulletin, fill in the blanks, and, and understand this. If you don't grasp point number one, the rest of it won't make sense. Point number one is the foundation to the entire message. It's the hinge that swings the door. Point number one is this. Get a dream from God. Get a dream from God. I want to talk to you from the life of Joseph for the next few moments. The Bible says in Genesis 37 and verse 5, Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. Joseph had a dream. And Joseph didn't just have any old dream. He didn't have a daydream or a pipe dream or a scary dream. He had a dream from God for his life. Joseph had God-given direction and purpose for his life. And what all of us desperately need, those of you watching online, what you desperately need in 2012 is a dream from God for your life. A God-inspired dream. And can I tell you, friends, that God's dream for your life will give you direction. God's dream will give you purpose. Some people today feel like, I don't really know why I'm on earth. I don't know why I'm living. And God's dream for your life will give you meaning for your life. Here's what I want to say to you. God has a dream for your life today. God has a dream for your life today. Pastor, you don't understand the mess I'm in. You don't understand the trauma that I've been through. You don't know the rut that I'm in. You don't know the mistakes that I've made. I want you to hear me. I could almost camp out here for 10 minutes if I had the time because I just sense heavy in my heart just to, just, just to drill this into your heart today. God's got a dream for you. No matter where you find yourself in life, God has a dream for your life. The reason that blood is still running warm through your veins, the reason that you're still breathing today is because God's got a dream, a plan, and a purpose for your life. And I want you to get God's dream for your life. Give you first purpose, de destiny, direction. There's a, a second thing that I want you to see today, getting God's dream, getting God's dream. Number two is this, 
get a big dream from God. Get a big dream from God. Joseph had a big dream from God Almighty. The Bible says it like this in Genesis chapter 37 and verse number 7. Joseph had this first dream. And he dreamed that his bundle of grain stood up in the field. And that his brother's grains bowed down, their bundles bowed down before him. And then in Genesis 37 verse 9, he had a second dream. And in this second dream, Joseph had a dream that, that the moon and the star, the moon, the sun, and the 11 stars bowed down before him. Basically, his mother, his father, his brothers were all one day going to bow down before him. Joseph, at the age of 17, had this humongous dream that one day he was going to be in leadership. One day he was going to have power. One day he was going to be influential. One day he was going to be a ruler. And that one day he was going to be so influential in the land that his own family were going to have to bow down to him. His own family would have to recognize his authority and his leadership. I'm telling you, Joseph had a big dream. He wasn't just sitting around going, you know what, my dream is, I just want to somehow just, just pay the bills. I just, I just somehow, I just, want to, I just want to get by another day. I just hope I can barely make it through. No, no, no. Joseph had a big dream from God for his life. And people's church, I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you to get a big dream from God. God wants to do more in you. God wants to do more through you. Hear me today. God has more for you. And so many of us, we think too small. We miss out on God's best blessings, all that God wants to do in our life because we think too small. And I want to encourage you today, dream bigger. Dream bigger. God has more for you. I want you to dream bigger about your faith this year. Dream bigger about your relationship with God. Maybe as we begin this season of fasting, you've never fasted an entire day with no food and just liquids. Maybe two days or four days or five days. Come on, dream bigger about your relationship with God and, and fast with us and, and pray and, and seek God. Maybe for you it's the Daniel fast and you'll only eat fruits and vegetables the, 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 the next 14 days and pray and seek God. Dream bigger. Come on, you don't have to live with the same addictions you lived with in 2011. You don't have to live with the same old bad habits you had in 2011. Dream bigger. You don't have to live a defeated life. Come on, 2012, you're going to walk in victory in Jesus' name. you got to dream bigger about, about what God has more for you dream bigger about your marriage dream bigger come on 2012 is going to be the best year of your marriage that you've ever had since you've been married but pastor you don't know who i'm married to i don't care i don't care who you married to godzilla as far as i'm concerned come on you thinking too small I want to lift your level of thinking. Think bigger. Think higher. God has more for you. You got to dream bigger. Think bigger about your kids. Come on. God's got a plan for my kids. There's greatness on my kids. God's going to use my kids in a powerful way. Think bigger. Come on. If you'll think bigger and dream bigger, you'll quit telling your kids that they're losers, that they're nobodies. Because you're dreaming big and you know that God has a plan for your kid. Dream bigger. Come on, some, to my singles here. Dream bigger about your future spouse. One day, many of you, you're going to get married. Dream bigger. Well, pastor, you know, you know, I just, just want the Lord to bring me a man. I just, I just hope he's got a job. Come on now. Come on, dream bigger. That joker better have a job. Come on, pay some bills. Dream bigger. 
come on, you got to dream bigger. Dream bigger. Come on, men, men, dream bigger. Well, Pastor, you know, I just, just hope the Lord bring me somebody pretty. Come on now, she's going to get ugly one day. Come on, pray for more than that. <laughs> Believe for more than that. Except for my wife, she had four babies and she's still fine. <laughs> but come on, you got to dream bigger than that. She better have a good attitude and love God and want to serve the Lord. And come on, you got to dream bigger. You got to think bigger. And it irritates me when people say, well, Pastor, you know, there ain't, just ain't no good, more good men out there. Well, you know what you're saying? You're going to get you a bad one then. Come on, all the good men ain't taken. Come, thank you, sister. Somebody's dreaming big up in the house. Somebody got some vision in here today. Preach, I'm trying to preach, sister. I'm trying to preach. You got to dream bigger about your career. Dream bigger. You think too small. Come on, God wants to give you increase. He wants to bless you. He wants to give you the promotion. Come on, dream bigger. He wants to expand your horizon. He wants to expand your influence. Dream bigger. Dream bigger about your education. Some of you are saying, well, Pastor, I'm 40 now. I don't know if I can go back to college. Come on, dream bigger. You can go back to college. Dream bigger. God has more that he wants to do in you and through you. Come on, you can get your master's degree. Dream bigger. Come on, some of you say, Pastor, I can't envision somebody calling me doctor. I can, Dr. Cooper. Amen. It sounds good, doesn't it? Come on, dream bigger. All I'm saying, you got to dream bigger. So many of us limit God because we don't dream big. And I'm so glad Joseph didn't say, well, that was real nice. I'm going to be powerful one day, but I don't really believe it. No, 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 no. He dreamed it so much, he told everybody about it. Got him in trouble, but he dreamed it. He believed it. There's a third thing that I want you to see today. Get a dream. Get a big dream from God. Number three is this. Details rarely accompany dreams. Details rarely accompany dreams when God gives you a dream he rarely gives you all the details if any you see Joseph had a dream from God that he was going to one day be in leadership that he was going to rule that he was going to have authority and influence but can I tell you when Joseph got this dream from God he didn't know when he didn't know where he didn't know how all he had was a dream from God and oftentimes that's how God works with you and I God just gives us a dream without details. That's how it all begins, was just a dream. That's how God has always worked in my life. God's always just given me a dream and no detail. That's how it always starts. When I was a freshman in college and I was living in the state of Arkansas and my freshman year playing college football and felt like God was calling me into full-time ministry, calling me to leave there and go get a, a Bible degree. And, and I, you know what? I didn't have all the details. I didn't know where, when, how. I didn't know how I was going to become a preacher. I didn't know how it was going to work out. All I had was a dream from God that I was pursuing. When, 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 when I graduated from college in May of 97, and I married my wife in December of 97, and I was traveling full-time as an evangelist, I, I had no idea or desire to ever be a pastor. I was just traveling, preaching across the nation and the world. And, and, and then one day God spoke to me in April of 2001, and he said, Herbert, I'm calling you and Tiffany to plant a church and you know what? When God spoke to my heart and spoke to my wife's heart and we began to talk about it back in April of 2001, we didn't know where, we didn't know when, we didn't know how it was going to happen. We didn't know the what and who was going to come. We didn't know any. All we had was a dream from God. No details, but a dream. And I want to encourage somebody today. God may be giving you a dream, but you don't have details. Don't be intimidated because you don't have the details. You keep dreaming big. You keep dreaming 
from God. Don't be scared to dream big because you don't have the details. Listen to me, some of you in this place, don't be scared to take the next step to pursue the dream. You may not have all the details, but take the next step. Pursue the dream because oftentimes God works by giving us a dream without all the details. Joseph had a dream, but he didn't have the details. There's a fourth thing that I want you to see. Dream bigger, dream bigger, dream bigger, dream bigger. Number four is this. Adversity stands between you and your dream. Adversity. When you study the life of Joseph, and I encourage you this week, this week, this week, those of you watching online this week, read Genesis chapter 37 through Genesis chapter 50. Read his story. Read his life about the dream and how it came to fruition. I want you to spend some time doing that because when you study his life, you quickly find out that adversity stood between Joseph and his dreams. You see, when Joseph had a dream, the very same verse says this, his brothers hated him all the more. And then because of his dream, the Bible says his brothers sold him into slavery. Adversity, adversity. And then Joseph ended up in Egypt and he ended up in Potiphar's house. And he was working for Potiphar and Potiphar's wife got the hots for Joseph. She wanted to go to bed with Joseph. Joseph was a man of integrity and he would not compromise his integrity. And so she went to her husband Potiphar and falsely accused Joseph of, of rape. And Joseph was thrown into the prison and all he's trying to do is pursue the dream that God's laid on his heart. Now he's thrown into prison and has done nothing wrong and then he meets a guy named the cupbearer and the baker. And he interprets dreams for them. And he informs the cupbearer, listen, you're getting ready to go back to Pharaoh's palace and be his cupbearer again and serve him his food and taste his food. Make sure nobody's going to poison him. You're getting ready to get your position back. And he says, listen, when you get back to Pharaoh, the king, inform him that I'm in this prison and I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> get me out of here. Don't forget me. And the Bible says this in Genesis chapter 40. When the cupbearer got his position back, the Bible says he forgot about Joseph. You ever had that happen? Somebody's in prison with you. Somebody's down with you. Somebody is going through a difficult time with you. And all of a sudden, God blesses them. God prospers them. And they forget all about you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And here Joseph is. He's done nothing wrong. And he's going through adversity. But what I want you to understand is that adversity always stands between you and your dream. And it was actually 13 years later before Joseph ever starts seeing the dream come to pass. I'm here to talk to somebody today. Dream big. Dream big. But can I tell you, you'll go through some adversity to get to the dream, to see the dream come to pass. And don't let adversity stop you. Don't let adversity paralyze you and to cause you to give up on the dream that God's placed in your heart for your family, for your future, for your career, for your finances, for your faith. Don't let adversity stop you. Can I tell you, some of you may be thinking this, well, pastor, I'm going through so much stuff. I must be out of God's will. Oh, not always. Sometimes you're in the smack middle of God's will and you find yourself in prison. You're in the smack middle of God's will and folks have forgotten about you and you've got to learn to take a licking and keep on ticking. You've got to learn to press on and move on in the middle of adversity to hold on to the dream that God's laid on your heart. I've been fortunate to be able to talk to pastors and church planners 
almost on a weekly basis, and, and I love it. I love it. And talk to church planner, talk to one this week who was discouraged, and, and oftentimes I'll, I'll talk to a few, and they, they'll say something like, I'm like, man, pastor, I just want to be where you are. And I'm thinking, no, you don't. You like the glory, but you don't want the story. <laughs> you don't want the pain that I've walked through, the hell that I've walked through, the people that have walked out on me, the people that didn't believe me, and the people that left the church and said, you shouldn't buy no land on Britain Road. That'll never work. You're crazy. You can't start another service. You're going to start another campus. That ain't going to never. Like, you don't want what I got. You don't want to go through the pain and the adversity. Do you, are you, do you really know what you're saying? Because i got to tell you, what stands between you and your dream is always adversity. Don't you give up on your dream. Number five is this. There's a fifth, there's a fifth thing. There's a fifth thing that I want you to see. Number five is this. Your dream should always be connected to God's purpose. Your dream should always be connected to God's purpose. Joseph's dream was connected to the purposes of God. Connected to the purposes of God. I want you to check this out in Genesis chapter 50 and verse number 20. If you're not familiar with the story, Joseph, he's out of the prison now. He's second in charge of Egypt. Egypt. He's the vice president of Egypt. There's a famine going on in the land. Nobody can get food unless they come to Joseph. He is in charge of distributing the food. And so his brothers show up, and they actually have to bow down before Joseph and ask for food and his help. And the dream began to come to pass. And Joseph said in Genesis 15, verse 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. He says, you tried to hurt me and harm me, but God had a plan. And his plan was always the saving of many lives. The reason that I'm second in charge of Egypt, I'm the vice president, is for the saving of many lives. God's dream is always connected to his plan, and that's the saving of many lives. Can I tell you, God's all about more changed lives. In the New Testament, 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, the Bible says this, that the only reason that God has not sent Jesus back for his church is because he's waiting for more sinners to repent. The only thing God's waiting on is for more people to be saved, is for more lives to be changed. God is all about more changed lives. And here's what I want you to understand. When God gives you a dream for your life, it's always connected to his purpose, to his plan. More changed lives. And I want you to dream bigger because God, God has a dream for your life so that more lives can be changed. Dream bigger about having a stronger faith of walking with God, of serving God, of being a powerful warrior for the Lord. You say, why, Pastor? Not just for you, so that more lives can be impacted for the kingdom of God. Dream bigger about your marriage. Your marriage may be good, but God wants it great. You say, why? So that your marriage can be a trophy case, that, that a trophy that God can show off and other marriages can be impacted and restored and healed through your marriage so that more lives can be changed. Come on, raise your kids. Dream bigger about your kids serving God and investing in them and knowing God has a great plan and a future for them. You say, why, Pastor? You got to dream bigger because God wants more more change lives through your kids. Dream bigger about your career. Dream bigger. God has more. He wants to do more. Come on, think bigger. Dream bigger. I, I, I dream bigger about your finances. God wants to bless you with more. Listen, I pray some of you become millionaires. I knew two or three would say amen. Come on, amen. 
But not for you, not for you, for more changed lives to funnel the kingdom of God, to see more lives change, dream bigger, think bigger. Not for you, for more changed lives. I'm praying that some of you today, I believe God wants you to go back and get your college degree, get your master's degree, get your doctor's degree. Not for you, not so you can say, well, I'm Dr. So-and-so. No, 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 for more changed lives. God's dream, when he gives it to you. It's always connected to his purpose and to his plan. And that's more changed lives. Dream bigger. Think bigger. Number six is this. Number six is this. Beware of dream killers. Beware of dream killers. Genesis 37 verse 5. Let me share it with you one more time. Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. It goes on to say in verse 17, so Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan, but they saw him in the distance, and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him, his own flesh and blood, because of a dream, wanted to kill him. Can I tell you, people's church, there's always someone or something trying to kill your dream. There's always someone or something trying to stop you from becoming what God wants you to become so so that the kingdom of God will not be advanced. Question, question, what's trying to kill your dream? What's trying to kill your dream? What's trying to stop you from making progress in 2012? Perhaps it's the devil. There really is a spiritual enemy. The Bible says that he's looking for someone to devour. But I thank God that the enemy has been defeated by Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary and that we can walk in victory today. But there's an enemy, perhaps it's family, and you have family members who don't believe in you. And as soon as you go home or call some, one of the family members and tell them, oh, I got a big dream from God today. <laughs> you need to stay out there, church. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that. You can't accomplish that. Maybe it's family that's trying to kill you. Maybe it's friends. You know, there, there are some friends, you can get the wrong friends. That every time you try to crawl out, you get towards the top, they just try to pull you right back down. And you crawl up to the top and they pull you right back down. And they don't believe in your dream. They don't want to see you advance. They don't want to see you do more for the kingdom of God. They're always pulling you back down. Maybe, maybe the person that's trying to kill your dream is you. Can I tell you that we're our worst enemy? And maybe for you, it's because you're not dreaming big enough. And your marriage and your family and your kids and your career and your faith is not being all that God wants it to be because you're dreaming too small. Perhaps it's you because you're, you're lazy and you've got a dream from God, but you don't want to work. You don't want to pay the price. And God's got a dream and a plan for you, but it's going, it's going to go through the prison and being faithful in the prison and being faithful in Potiphar's house. It's, it's, going, it's going to be... Paying the price. Maybe for some, it's a lack of discipline. You've got a dream, but you're not disciplined. And and you you don't want to be disciplined in areas of your life to see the dream come to pass. And and you're your worst enemy. Maybe it's self-destructive habits. And you've got some habits that are destroying you. I mean, you've got a big dream from God. And God wants to do more in you and in your life and in your family. But you've got some destructive habits. Every time you get down the path, you start pursuing the dream. You self-destruct. And you sabotage. The plan that God has for your life. Next week is so critical. 
Because I believe God's given dreams. I believe some of you may not walk out with a dream, but as you pray and fast this week, God's going to give you a dream for your life. And next week, what I want to do is I'm going to teach you about how to make the necessary changes to accomplish the dream that God has for your life. It's critical that you're here. I want to encourage you to be here the next four weeks as I talk to you about tired of where you are, what your life is producing, where you find your, your marriage and your life and your career. How do you make the necessary changes in your own life? So that you don't self-destruct and stop the dream from coming to pass. Let me close, let me close, let me close by just reading about this whole enemy thing. And how his brothers wanted to destroy him and kill him. It goes on to say in Genesis 37 and verse 17. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan. But they saw him in the distance and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Here's what they said. Here comes that dreamer. Let's kill that boy. He's dreaming too much. You know what? That encourages me. I want somebody to say that about you. Here comes that dreamer. Always dreaming. Always thinking big. Always dreaming big. Always believing God can do the impossible. I hope that's you. Dream bigger. Think bigger. They said to each other, come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue him from, his, from their hands. Let's not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into this cistern here in the desert, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. Here's what I want you to see. All of his brothers wanted to kill him except Reuben. And Reuben said, let's keep the dreamer alive. Today I want to be your Reuben. I want to keep the dreamer alive. Today I want to tell you maybe life's been hard. It's been difficult. Maybe people have told you you're a nobody. You're a loser. Your life will never amount to anything. You can never be used by God. The devil is a liar. God has a plan and a purpose and a future for you. I'm telling you, God's got a dream for your life. Dream bigger. I'm your Reuben. I'm keeping the dreamer alive today. Maybe you find yourself in a mess and you're flunking out of school. Your career is going backwards. Your marriage is acting funny. Your kids are weird your dog don't even like you i'm here to tell you i believe in you and god has a plan for your life come on your best days are ahead of you god's got a future for you dream bigger think bigger 2012 is gonna be better than 2011 think bigger dream dream bigger you serve a big god i'm here to keep the dreamer of life god wants to use you for his honor and for his glory. Father, I worship you. I praise you.